0: Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. What to look at is where Solomon is writing, um, is writing the things that his dad David told him. He's writing it now down for his kids because it was so important. That he got that message to his kids. And so here he is. He's writing this regarding wellness that flows from uh, feeding on God's word. And the danger, listen, of drifting away. So Proverbs chapter 4 verses 20 through 27 says says this. My son, give attention to my words. Now, if you know it's in the Bible, you got to know that even if it's Solomon talking to his son... God still wanted you to know how important this is, right? Yeah, because you could say, oh, well, that's just Solomon writing to his son. What's, what's the big deal? No, if it's in God's word, then it is God-inspired, and God wants us to gain something. So he says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put your perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Okay? So let me break down as we kind of walk through this says my son give attention to my words so he's saying hey pay attention to what i'm saying here okay he says incline your ear to my sayings press in actively listen okay this is not just casual hearing because you can come to church and you can casually hear did you know that yeah you can turn on a ipod or a podcast and you can casually hear See, what he wants is that for us to be able to say, no, my whole heart's desire is to know more about him and to know what he's saying. And so the more you do that, then that gives the Holy Spirit something to begin to speak to you about. So important, So it's important to know that the Holy Spirit brings the word of God to life in your life. And then also that it activates the power of God in your life as well. And then Proverbs 21 uh, through 22 says, do not let them depart from your eyes. Okay, so that means don't get distracted, right? Don't let your attention drift to this or to that. But you think, wow, Pastor Scott, that's pretty demanding. If you think about it, because I got work, I got this, I got that, I got, you know, all that. I, I get it. I totally understand. As my kids were growing up, we had soccer games that we had to travel to and go all over the place. And man, it was hard sometimes to even try to find time to, to make sure that my, my focus was there instead of all these other places. And you think, well, yeah, you work for a church though. I mean, that's what you do 24-7 is you, your, your eyes are focused on this. No, it's not. There's so many other things going on and so many things that I encounter. I encounter the same distractions as you do, just so you're aware. All right. So it says, keep them in the midst of your heart. So don't let them depart from your eyes. Then you're supposed to keep them in the midst of your heart. Okay. So you weave them into who you are. You weave them into you, who, how you think. You weave them into what you say and what you do. Why? Here's the reason why. Verse 22. For they are life. Right? Being in wellness is about life. Experiencing the fullness of life. And, it, and, and it's thriving, I think, too. Okay? So, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Which basically means like a medicine, a cure, a remedy, you know, making you sound. So, health and prosperity comes as one fully surrenders oneself to God and saturates oneself with this life flow of, of God's word and of the Holy Spirit. And then once we've established this personal time, this personal strategy, right? God, for God's wellness plan to be developed into our life at a greater level, right? Because we're taking the time. Then we've got to come up kind of with, with how to protect that in a great way. So Proverbs 4 is going to give it to us. So the first one is guard your heart. Guard your heart. Now, in the Bible, the heart is considered the seat of life and strength. Therefore, it means mind, soul, spirit, or one's entire emotional nature and understanding. So, sort of the control center. See, back then, they didn't really have a whole lot of knowledge of what, of what the mind was all about. So, to them, everything came from the heart. Everything was flowing out of that and so the heart is the organ in Bible times, the, the heart is the organ that is said to have the ability to reason, question, uh, meditate, and motivate, and think. So they, they saw it as the driving force behind every decision, behind everything that a person did. It, was, it, was, it showed one's character, your heart. Okay, And so the heart is at the core, basically, of who we are. That's that's what they're thinking. So then Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your your heart, or guard it, okay? With all diligence. In the the NIV, it says, above all else. So they're trying to say, this is a number one priority. Guard your heart, right? Safeguard it. Do whatever you got to do. Watch over it. Um, in some, some uh, uh, commentaries they talk about, it's, it's a picture of a guard standing at a guard, te- a guard place and, and, and monitoring what comes in and what comes out. So are, how good are we at that? How good are we at monitoring what comes in our heart, what comes out of our heart, what comes in our heart, what comes out of our heart? Because we've got so much coming at us constantly. And I mean, even if you turn on the TV these days, right? And you get stuck in a show and you're like, why am I watching this? Oh my gosh, right? But, but see, now I've allowed it in. And so we have to be ones that are very careful to understand. You know what? We've got to be able to watch it, to guard it. But this is what it says. It says, it says, for out of it springs the issues of life. So if we're not guarding our heart, maybe that's why the issues of life, the things that we encounter, are, are, are not well inside of us. Are not, not at its peak of what God wants for us in, 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 in who we are. Because, so, like for an example, and I was going to use this in another, and maybe, I, who knows, I'm in one of the points. But here's an example. I, ha- I had a friend who would talk to me all the time about what he would let his kids watch. And man, I'll tell you what, I was just like, what? are you? Why are you letting your kids watch this? Because you know what? He, he's not even guarding what their kids watched. He was like, oh, yeah, they're watching Fall 3 or whatever. I'm just throwing that thing out. I don't know if it's that bad or whatever. But it was stuff to where you're just like, man, you know what effect that has? And then it's like, well, yeah, they're not sleeping very good at night. Yeah, think? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a genius, right? And I'm, I'm not that smart. But you think because you're allowing, you're not watching. And see, as a parent, I've got to guard what goes into my kid's heart. Now, you know, they're old enough now, most of them that are 18 years old and above. You know, you got to give them some slack now. They're 18. Okay, well, let's go with that. But still, I'm not a big fan sometimes. And when I do see some things, I'm like, why are you guys watching this? But see, that's something that where we've got to understand that we've got to help guard what we we begin to take in. But that, that kind of gets to another point too. But here, here, but don't worry about that. Okay, we'll get there. Okay, so the heart, heart, heart is so, so important. So why must that heart be guarded? Okay, because there's this little thing called the flesh. This little thing called the flesh. Galatians 5.17 says this. For the flesh lusts after the spirit. Oh, I'm sorry, lusts against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. So they're at war with each other. All right, have you ever encountered that? When man, you just, ah, yeah, I'm right there with you. And it says, and these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. Have you ever done something that, that you just, nah, that was the flesh. And you're like, man, I didn't want to do that. But I just did it anyways. because you know Because the flesh was greater. Okay? So how do you fix that issue? Well, Before verse 17 is verse 16. Praise God. And it says this. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay? And what that means is once you've established yourself in God's word, right? A daily eating plan. You are now to walk in the spirit or live in the spirit. Now, you might say, well, what does that mean, Pastor Scott? Live, live in the spirit. Well, that means that, you know what? You're no longer allowing your flesh to control what you do. You're allowing God's word. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to tell you, yeah, don't go there. Don't do that. Right? Bible talks about stay away from evil. Okay? Now I might have to step on some toes because I know some people like evil movies. But why even entertain evil movies? When the Bible said, stay away from evil. I mean, just practical things. You know what I mean? But but see, we have to understand that, you know what? In order for me to walk in the spirit, that's how he said, you want to overcome your flesh, you got to walk in the spirit. Then you have to start making decisions based on what God's word has to say and what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you inside of you. Right? Giving you a a red light, green light. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had one of those red light moments where all of a sudden you're like, ah, yeah, this does not feel right. This is not what I should be doing. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. I mean, that's why Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to help us through those things. Now, in that one little, you know, verse right there, you could break down. There's so many Greek words you could break down. And, and you know, I'm not really that great of a Greek scholar or whatever. But, but let, me, let me give you this, this kind of this outline that one scholar said. This is what he said. He said, make the path of the, of the spirit, the place where you habitually live and walk. Become so comfortable on this spiritual path that you learn to leisurely and peacefully stroll along in that realm living your life in this spirit realm is the best way to guarantee that you will not allow the yearnings of your flesh to creep out. Yeah, to creep out. I thought creep like, oh, creepy. Uh, Anyways, uh, to creep out and fulfill themselves. So basically what he's saying, you know, it's not like, hey, I'm walking in the spirit. Oh, yeah, you know, like you're, you're some kind of weird person. What, what it practically means is just the fact that now you're constantly living in this state where you're allowing God's word to give you the direction of your life. And saying, okay, I need to stay away from that because God said to stay away from that. And the Holy Spirit will check you sometimes and say, yeah, don't go down that road. Holy Spirit will say, hey, go down that road. Because if he's leading you, there's something on that other side. And every time you look at God's word, you know what? The Holy Spirit wants to get you in the right direction flowing in the way God wants you to live. I mean, it, 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 it's not as complicated as we make it sound or we feel like it would be. Sometimes it's just very basic in, in an understanding of just saying, okay, so I'm going to take you at your word. I'm actually going to spend time with you in your word. I'm going to actually let the Holy Spirit talk to me about what, what's going on and what's, what's happening in here. Because he's the greatest, he, he's a great teacher, the Holy Spirit is, right? And then I'm going to allow it to begin to just, you know, work in me. And then I'm not going to drift. I'm not going to go this way. I'm not going to go that way. But I'm going to stay. So, along with guarding your heart, then you got to guard your words. Guard your words. Proverbs 4.24, this again. Not me. This is what the Word of God says. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. So it's possible for us to have a deceitful mouth. It's possible for us to have perverse lips. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> I mean, think about it, right? We could all be guilty of that. I've told you my issues with people that drive really slow, I get really mad, upset, and you know what? I'm not thinking holy words that all of a sudden enter my mind and think, oh, God bless you for driving 20 in a 45-mile-an-hour zone. No, I'm not thinking that, <laughs> right? I got other things coming through my mind, okay? So I'm right there. But this is what other translations say too. Now, this is the easy reader version. I didn't even know it existed until I saw it, and I was like, oh, hey, that's cool. It says, don't bend the truth or say things that you know are not right. And we fall guilty of that. Yeah. The voice version says, do away with any talk that twists or distorts the truth. Have nothing to do with any verbal trickery. Because words are powerful. I mean, they set, they set the course of your life. You know that old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words or names can never hurt me. That's a lie. That's such a lie. The enemy like somehow sold to somebody and then it just kind of carried over. Because you know what? Words have an effect on our lives. They, they, they 100% too. But it, it's such a powerful grasp. It's, it's such so powerful as, for us to grasp this truth though. Because if something happened, then something was spoken. If something happened, then something was spoken. Right? You could think about it as far as God creating the world. Once God spoke, Genesis, the world began. Creation began. And so oftentimes we've got to look at and say, okay, what words am I speaking and releasing out that are dictating my present reality? And, 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 you know, I've told you about about my struggle with sometimes my insecurity, okay? And so I can find at times that when I'm walking in my insecurity and I'm speaking negative words over my life and saying, yeah, for lack of better words, you know, yeah, I'm terrible. I'm not very good at this. I'm not very good at that. Then, you know what? All of a sudden, I'm not very good at it. I, I, I do struggle more and more and more. But when I've noticed that when I begin to say, no, I know who God's called me to be. I know who God said I am. And these are the things that are in my life. All of a sudden, man, it feels like I, I'm changing my atmosphere. I'm changing my my ways of doing. So I, I, I'm i walking through this. I'm trying to learn this. And I know better. But man, the flesh comes in. Or, or, or just I, my words get really kind of, you know, out there. But see, we have to understand that, you know what, our present reality is often oftentimes by the things that we say. If I'm lacking in my, in my finances, I'm not saying automatically a check shows up in my, in my mail, but if I'm lacking in my finances, you know, if I just get, yeah, I'm poor. I, I, I'm just, yeah, you know, we'll never make it. I'm not going to, then, then should I expect God to show up? No, but I could turn around and just say, hey God, you said you would meet every need that I have according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You said you've never seen the righteous forsaken or your seed begging bread. And just leave it up to God. And yeah, my checkbook would still look negative. But you know what? God's faithful. I've seen it. I've had it happen to me over and over where all of a sudden something shows up in the mail and you're like, what? And it's like, that's just God taking care of his kid. But see, it's not me not allowing myself To just continue to speak, speak, speak negative. This is what Psalms 34 says. Kind of confirms what I'm I'm kind of talking about. Psalms 34, 12 through 14 said, and this is David again, right? He's asking this question. So he's asking it to us. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So David is basically asking, who wants long life? Who wants a long, fulfilling, happy life? One that walks in wellness. Well, I think all of us would probably say, yeah, I do. Sign me up for that. Okay. So then what's the first thing that he mentions in that thing? When he talks about who wants it, who wants it, who wants it? The first thing, right, that's the most important factor that we have to understand is we're not supposed to speak evil and don't speak lies. I mean, something as practical as that. That's just really practical. Don't speak evil and don't speak lies. And and get this. One of the meanings for evil is Malignant. Okay, we, we, we know that term. You know, they have a malignant tumor or something like that. That's talking about death. I, it's in, inoperable. And it kind of goes along with, with Ephesians 4.29. It says, let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth. So what it means by corrupt or, or a malignant word means not just that, hey, you're cussing or you're gossiping, but it's how are you speaking death or life into your situation? Because if you're constantly speaking death, God doesn't see that as good. Just letting you know. He sees that as, I can't help you. I want to help you. I love you so dearly. But because of, of, of how he's aligned his word, his word is life. If you're not taking what you need to do and take God's word and speak life into a situation, then basically you're speaking evil. You're speaking death to it. Luke 6 45 says a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good. Okay. I love that because it says a good man out of the good treasures of his heart. What's in your heart? What's your treasury in your heart? Is it good Or this says, and an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So what comes out of your mouth is the best indication of what's in your heart. And you remember, the very first thing is you're supposed to guard your heart. But see, you can tell what's going on in in someone by the words that they're speaking about what's going on inside their heart in the moment. And so we have to understand that, you know, we've got to receive God's word and we can't allow poison to come out of our mouth. And I'm just going to tell you, it's difficult. And you'll get to the point where you just got to keep working at it and working at it and working at it and working at it. And at at some point, then that begins to, to, to dissipate and you'll have God's word flowing. You'll be speaking life into situations Matthew twelve thirty six says, but I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of this in the day of judgment. Man, that, when you look at that, that's a really tough scripture. Because you think, well, wait a minute. So you're saying every, every idle word men may speak, they will give an account in the day of judgment when we stand before the Lord. Wow. I'm just going to say, right? I'm pointing right at me. I'm in trouble. When you look at it from that perspective, right? But I I, I truly believe though, it's about, you know, you're not going to be punished because you're already in heaven, right? But I I think what it's about is like how much you actually don't walk in faith with God's word and you use your speech in the negative or you use your speech um, with just idle words that are just thrown out there. When, when God wants us to be able to say, you know what? No, I took you at your word. And I stood on your word and I spoke your word and I allowed your word to change my circumstances, my wellness, my situations, instead of just throwing out idle words all over the place. It's kind of like we have to watch. You know, like I said, we're already in heaven. We're going to stand there and he's going to say, hey, you know what? Man, there were so many opportunities for you to use my word in those areas of your life, but you didn't. Man, I wish you would have. All right, next person. Well, I don't know how that's going to go. I'm just making it up. But, but I think that's kind of where it plays. But, but it, it's important for us, guard our mouth. So we've got to guard our heart, guard our mouth, and then guard your eyes. Proverbs 4.25 says, let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Remember in 21, it says, do not let them depart from your eyes. So we must deli- develop a deliberate plan to protect what your eyes see. This is what Psalms 103 says: "I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. Nothing wicked before my eyes." You know, and I, I had mentioned something about you know the the fact that um, you know the gentleman would allow his kids to watch things and then they couldn't sleep at night and they were all whatever. But see. I don't consider being afraid at night and, and, and anxiety and fear and all that due to what I'm, I'm taking into my eyes as wellness. I don't see that as wellness. I don't see that as God's wellness. And so it's so important for us that we have to understand that sometimes wellness disappears because of what we're allowing access into our eyes. Fear, anxiety, things come up. Matthew 6.22 says, The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, spiritually perceptive, your whole body will be full of light, benefiting from God's precepts, God's word. So in other words, if your eyes are focused on what is healthy, right, it will bring wellness to your soul. But if your eyes are focused on what is unhealthy and profane, it will negatively affect your soul, right? That's why when, you know, looking at at pornography in whatever shape or form that is, that is not healthy to your soul. And so we have to understand that what we watch, what we take in through our eyes, that is a gateway into our heart, a gateway into our mind. And all of a sudden, then our imaginations can go all over the place. And then we start not walking in healthy things. There's an ancient saying that says to us, the eye eye is the window of the soul. Now, it's not a a biblical truth, but it's true. It's not in the Bible. Because, like I said, the eyes are a gateway into your mind, into your imagination. And it does. Either positive or negative, negatively or whatever, affects your well-being. Just think about it. What you're letting in your eyes has the ability to affect you, positive or negative. He's saying, man, if you get into God's word and you allow that to become something that's getting in your eyes, then you know what? You're going to see the effects of the positivity of it. Okay? And the very last one is guard your activities. I'm just going to give you a, a couple quick scriptures. It says, ponder the path of your feet. This is Proverbs 4, 26 and 27. Ponder the path of your feet. And let all your ways be established. So right there, he's saying, you know, you got to consider where you're ending up. Where are you going? Right? What what, what are the places you are are visiting? What are the places that you are going? Where are you finding yourself at? He says, I want you to ponder that. want you to think about that and it says let all your ways be established or ordered rightly right or purpose driven maybe that's a better way to describe it let it be purpose driven i i i'm not just aimlessly walking the earth and just kind of go with the flow and kind of hey no have a have a purpose a purpose driven um idea of where your feet are gonna land what is that you know what does that even mean It says, do not turn to the right or to the left. Uh, Remove your foot or step away from evil. So if you've got a driven purpose and you want to protect your heart, you want to protect your eyes, you want to, um, you know, guard your activities and, and protect your mouth, then you need to be purposeful in what you're doing. You know, and that might be, hey, No, we need to start going to church every single Sunday. We need to start developing a rhythm because that's who we are. I always tell my kids that. That's just how the Jeffersons roll. That's what we do. But see, we've we've got to get to that point where it's just, no, I am purpose-driven. If I need to be at church, then I need to be at church. And not just, oh, well, it's a great day outside. I think I'll just kind of hang out and, you know. Maybe you know shooting a bow and arrow, or I—I don't know, but but just just you get what I'm talking about, okay? Proverbs chapter three, verse thirteen and eighteen. See, I, like even even expanding, okay. So for my life, when I when I finally decided, okay, Jesus, I'm going to give you my all. I'm going to go after ministry. I'm going to do what you want me to do. I I was uh. In a, in a band playing at secular bars and doing all of that. Yet when I knew that it was time, I had to then, then purpose to step out of it. It was not popular with my friends. Because at the time, I didn't really have church friends. I just have friends that, oh, well, yeah, occasionally we go to church. But, yeah, not a big deal. Or I had ones that didn't even go to church. But, see, it was, it was that purposeful, can't do it anymore. Man, I love you guys. I did. I told them, I love you guys, but I can't do this anymore. I can't go drinking every, every weekend. I can't go, you know, play golf and go drinking. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't play in this band anymore. I can't. All of those things I had to make a purposeful purposeful decision to step out of. That's what he's trying to get to. And that's not easy. But man, I tell you what, it, 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 is, it was the greatest decision I ever made. Again, Proverbs 3, blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare to her. That's the wisdom of God, the word of God. It says long life in her right hand, right? Health. And in her left hand are riches and honor. Okay. We'll we'll call that prosperity. Wisdom comes, right? With two hands, health in the right hand, health in the right hand, prosperity in the left hand. But he says, whatever you do, don't turn from it. Don't get distracted. Right? Don't, don't, don't follow another way. This is really the only way. And man, I'm just going to tell you, it takes discipline. Oh, my goodness. And yes, I, I am a pastor. I am your pastor. But you know what? I am just as vulnerable as you guys. And, and it takes a steady commitment to, to be able to know that, you know what? I've got to continue to put that in Thanks again for listening.